0: Hey everybody, St. Paul Peterson here, and welcome to episode 15 of Music on the Run. This episode features a killer artist, songwriter, producer, musician from St. Paul, Minnesota, continuing on our series of Minnesota artists, Stokely. He's next on Music on the Run. We're going to talk about music, of course, how he stays in shape on the road, but we're also going to talk about The events that have been going down in Minneapolis and all over the world. It's a special edition of Music on the Run. Stokely is next. Hey all you Music on the Run listeners out there, St. Paul Peterson here just checking in with you. This is our third installment of Minnesota Musicians on Music on the Run and this week we are featuring Stokely. Now you're gonna have to hunker down for this one because we don't leave anything unsaid. We take a deep dive into Stokely's career as a musician, songwriter, and artist, but we also talk about the murder of George Floyd and how that's changed every one of us. We talk about how we can have these extremely difficult conversations, how we can learn from this, how we can use this as an opportunity, and now that our eyes are open, how do we change? How can we help? And how can we be better to each other? That's all next on Music on the Run. Hey everybody, St. Paul Peterson here and welcome to episode 15 of Music on the Run. My third Zoom interview here from the Peterson family basement. We've been playing music down here since 1958 and now we're doing... Video podcast, a regular podcast from here, and my next guest is an incredible artist and musician and friend who has been the lead singer in the band Mint Condition. He has an incredible, successful solo career with a number one already this year, uh, and he's a fellow Minnesotan. Please welcome my buddy Stokely. How are you, hey, man?
1: I'm good, man. How are you? <sighs> Doing yeah.
0: so good, man. Where, where are we finding you during uh, the during this incredible We're, thirty where days? Where Would I be, be
1: but home? You know, I know.
0: Where yeah, does it? Yes. Where is home for you?
1: I was right, right here, right off in the uh, St. Paul area. Yeah. St. Paul, you St. Paul. Up, there we go, man. St. Paul, you in St. <laughs> Paul? There we yeah. go.
0: You know, I should actually move there or have an address there or something because it's yeah. otherwise. <laughs> It doesn't look good on the resume, right? Where do you live,
1: Minneapolis? <laughs> oh, yeah. <wait> <laughs> well, you know, same thing, Twin Cities, Saint Paul. Yeah, that's Dallas, right. Man. That's right. You got to put two together, at least get it in there. You know what I mean? I,
0: exactly right. It's it's not okay. a total falsehood, you know. I right, can right, pull right, that out. Right, that's right. Right.
1: Same so you're not almost.
0: you're not touring. we I'm not touring. What's yeah. keeping you busy right now?
1: Uh, just basic life, um, raising a family. You know, trying to get one. Um, child out of uh high school you know so she's it's her senior year and uh, trying this to is, manage
0: this is yeah, her senior year right senior now yeah
1: yeah so she'll wow. be graduating actually her classes are done they've done the online thing for the remainder of the year you know since this covid thing came down on us and um yeah trying to get them you know uh into the next phase whatever that is because we got two viruses going on <laughs> so i mean we're just trying to Make One, sure to get her, keep their, manage, you know, their anxieties. And, you know, my young boys is, uh, you know, they're doing, they're doing fine. They're doing all right. Okay. It's, uh, well, we're yeah. definitely going to get into that conversation down the yeah, line. Yeah.
0: Because I, re- I want to know how Yeah. things yeah. are. But yeah. a couple things I want to talk to you first about. Yeah. You and I, we've known each other a little while.
1: It's It's been a minute.
0: It is. That's it's good. been but some life. It's been some we, life. But we've uh, we've finally gotten a chance in the last, I'd say, <laughs> 10 years to... Play music with each other, right?
1: Right, which has been a great honor and a pleasure for me because I've always been a great admirer of your music, your talent, your family, the amazing aliens oh. that you all are. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you played with Billy
0: and Patty before That's you right. and I had a chance yeah. to play. So right. for those of you listening, yeah. P- uh, Billy and Patty are my siblings, and yeah. Patty's an incredible singer. Yeah, Billy's a great bass player, producer, arranger, and. They, you did a record with her with uh, David Hazeltine, and yes. uh, oh, that's what I, I see. I yeah. didn't realize how deep you are as a musician until I mm. listened to that record. Mm. I, I was like, Stokely's the R and B guy. I, I, I totally <laughs> was, you know. That's what I knew because I didn't well, know yeah, any better. Yeah, I just didn't know yeah. any better, and I went, "Wait a minute here," and I heard all that knowledge of bebop and Latin and African mm. rhythm. Man,
1: yeah,
0: you're. You're a great musician, man. Thank you, man. I have so much respect for you. It's unbelievable. Thank you. Hey, and then you and I get to go to Australia together.
1: Um, Thank you. First of all, that was amazing. A great experience, man. I've always wanted to go there. I mean, Melbourne was just one of my favorite. Definitely got to go back there. I mean, it was just, I I tell people that experience is just amazing. You know, great city, great people. You know, it's just the the landscape was really, it it was a weird experience because that's like I didn't know where I was. It was like that was in the wintertime, wasn't it? Right. I it believe here. so. Yeah. It was in the winter time, and I'm sitting out at the park over there. You know, we get up, you go run, and right. then I was like trying, and everybody else was, you know, Bean was doing something else, getting his coffee or whatever. And I'm sitting in this park on this little, you know, uh, just laying back. Uh, this is crazy. It's just like summertime. It was. It was like summer, springish, but right. it's beautiful. Amazing. Amazing.
0: Melbourne is. Now my Australian fans are going to be mad at me, but I love Melbourne because it reminds me of here.
1: Very much, very you know? much. Very I definitely have a for, kinship yeah. with them. Yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: So you grew up in St. Paul.
1: St. Paul, the capital.
0: Right? Yeah, the capital. The capital. So, yes. so how does that affect you coming up as a musician? What are you listening to in the house?
1: Well, I grew up primarily uh, um, with... A sh- you know, I had teddy well, go back a little bit. So, my thing is percussion, you know, hand drums and, and that kind of thing. And my parents uh, found out that I had a talent, at least it sounded like that, you know, to their ears. I'm beating mm-hmm. on, you know, some antique bongos. My folks used to go back and forth <clears throat> to, to Africa, you know, and oh, exchange, wow. you know, clothes. And they'd give all their clothes and come back with these African artifacts and all these different things. So, there was some bongos off the wall. Somehow I got down and started hitting what sounded like rhythms. You know, I thought that they didn't know what that sound was and woke them up. I'm like, what is that? Do you hear that? What's going on? And, um, you know, it like it sounded like somebody that knew what they were doing. So my dad happened to know a friend from uh, Panama who had this African dance troupe. And he brought him by. He said, oh, the kid can play. He's got good hands. So he took him with me. And my first gig was down at the... Uh, First National Bank of Minneapolis, I think, where U.S. Bank is now. And okay. I was standing on top of a chair playing bongos. I actually still got the, uh, the actual uh, newspaper clipping. It said, big drum, tiny drummer. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> so good. So I'm standing on my little daishiki. On, shiki, oh, and, um, man. Yeah, so that's kind of how it started, man. And uh, from there, I started, uh, you know, there had a lot of different uh, arts programs for kids when I was younger. There was this place I would go to called the uh, Inner City Youth League. Okay. And they used to have uh, programs for kids, you know, martial arts, uh, you know, uh, visual arts would be there drawing, you know, of course, music. They had a recording studio in that spot.
0: Oh, wow. um,
1: they would hold also uh, little meetings and, you know, uh, things for the community there come and talk and voice their concerns and, you know, organize that kind of thing. So I was a part of that. And uh, there's a group called uh, Black Arts Midwest Drummers. And we would go around and all these different little functions, events around town and... Um, and mind you, this was off the heels of the civil rights movement from the sixties late. So this was kind of on the heels and shoulders of all of that stuff.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so both of my parents being educators, I would I had all that stuff going on. And I remember these parties in the house. We'd have all these continental Africans in the house, and I'd hear all this music. All this music from all around the world. I and mean, we had, uh, you know, uh, my father had uh, Middle Eastern students. You know, some of them were trying to bribe him for the grade, of course, you know what I mean? <laughs> A grade. so I remember going. Hey, guy's got to do what he's got to do. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he said that, you know, we, uh, we went to this, because, uh, you know, as boys, me and my brother, we love to eat, right? And he said, Man, yeah. my father would tease me, you love to eat with your hands. And it was this Middle Eastern meal with chicken and rice. And the way they eat is family style, you know, right. no utensils. Right. And even this, so that was right up my alley. I was like, "Ooh, yeah!" So, right. But my, my pops was like, "Yeah, well, you know, that was kind of like they were trying to bribe me with the grade, but you know, it didn't work, oh, of course." But so, classic. so I had all these different, you know, experiences and people and cultures and you know things hmm. that I was exposed to very young. And the music definitely, in an early age, opened me up. And you know, of course, with all that stuff, I've you know onto. Uh, uh, my dad was jazz official, and i heard all the great jazz drummers of the day. You know, from my favorite old schoolers being like uh, Max Roach, Art Blakey. You know, my main two old school cats that you know had okay. had it. You know, so um, yeah. And of course, a you know, great um, uh, uh, percussionist like Mongo Santamaria Maria, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, I mean, it just, the list goes on, man. I think some of the names have escaped me. So that's some of my background as far as that. And later on, moving to like Steel Pan and, you know, and all these things it were just a part of my upbringing as well as, you know, uh, the social thing coming up at the same time because I was very uh, much into that, you know. So, I mean, at least I was exposed to it. I didn't know what it was at the time. I was just having fun. So
0: Right. So yeah. through osmosis, your parents are having hangs at the house, having... So many different people from different walks of life, different cultures coming in. All this is coming down on this little kid, Man. and you're just eating this up. Yeah. Not only yeah. you're eating the food, but you're eating the musicality. <laughs> you're, eating the, you're, you know. you're eating the culture up, and <laughs> yeah. so this is what's. This is how this starts to mold who you are.
1: Yeah. As absolutely. a musician,
0: tell yeah. me about Cliff Alexis. Is that his name?
1: Cliff Alexis. I Cliff want to Alexis hear about senior. Cliff. Yeah. Rest in peace. He just passed away last. Year oh, early, uh, uh, and um, when I'm starting with the revolution, matter of fact, and uh, so Caliph, I call him my second father because he's the guy that really helped mold me. Okay, uh, not only as a musician, you know, whatever little technical skills I have as far as theory, he really helped shine me off, you know, Got and polish me a little bit. But he, um, amazing teacher, amazing man, you know, he just had a unique way of teaching. I met him. In this uh, summer arts program called uh, Twin City Institute for Talented Youth, T-City. And it was had, held My over
0: wife at... went to T-City for Did acting.
1: She? Okay, see, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it was held over at no. McAllister College at the time. Yeah. I don't know if it was because I think maybe it moved at one point. Noah Levy, was... you
0: know Noah Levy, the drummer? Yeah. He, yeah. he went there with my wife. Exactly. So obviously you're a little bit younger than us. But wow. That is so cool. I had no yeah. idea
1: yeah that's crazy wow. and i i went there i think a year before i was supposed to because i think you had to be a certain age i think i was uh eighth grade or something like that and uh or coming out of the, i was coming out of the eighth grade i believe something like that and so i met him there and um my somehow my father knew uh cliff's wife because i think she was in the community events and that kind of thing as well okay so we met there and um I told him I played drums, and I kind of auditioned, I played a little bit, but although he already had a drummer in my head, a drummer that was there, and you know, had a drum set and everything like that, so, of course, him being him, and the brilliant man that he's, he's you know, I was like, I going to play drums, I'm a drummer, he's like, no, I'm going to put you on this, this, this drum over here, I'm going to put you on this uh, double lead, I was like, huh, I was just getting this new experience that I'm coming into mm-hmm. with Steel Pan, this guy with Trinidad, and with this funny accent and a really thick accent. I could barely understand and, you know, right. and, uh, but I knew it was special and we spent that summer learning all the, <laughs> I mean, just amazing. Like all the tunes of the day, whether it be Stevie Wonder, whether it be Steely Dan, as well as uh, Tchaikovsky Bach, Bach Brahms. I mean, it was just a myriad on a, st- on a steel, of, pa- on a drum it was an orchestra. There was like 25, 30 kids. And the thing with steel pan, people don't realize. They're like, turn turn the organ off. It's like, there's no organ. This is what it sounds like, you know. <laughs> right. But there are different voices. You have the bass voice, which you can have from four, you know, these are 55-gallon oil drums. People actually pound out and make into a concave surface. And there's mm-hmm. a little bit of uh, ge- geometry involved because you have to measure the notes. The bigger the note, the lower the tone. Sure. So, the smaller, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And so you have bass voice, uh, which can be up to you know, six, eight, nine drums, some of them hanging sometimes. If you see these big, great orchestras, you have the cello voice, you have the guitar voice, you have the voice that plays melody, you have the voice that plays melody and harmony, uh, the double seconds and and, uh, double lead. So all these things I was, you know, exposed to. And um, that summer is when it happened. It sparked me up and so going into high school, Central, and at that time, high school before that year I went into high school, it was from ten it was tenth through twelfth. Yep. But that year they expanded from ninth ah. you know through twelfth. So that was So the, you were the a young
0: man going into high yes. school. Yes.
1: And then at, he just happened to be teaching at Saint Paul Central, which is where I went. And uh so I continued my mm-hmm. education with him there. You know, wow. and I, I later Perfect. on met uh Homer Odell from Met guitar player coming from Ann Arbor, Michigan. He transferred some kind of you know, kinda of way and we met there. So the story begins. So yeah.
0: you met Homer, who's the guitar player in Men. Yes. That's where you yeah. ties
1: hooked up. Yeah. you were. You
0: and were he in ninth had, grade ex- he had
1: experience were- in uh, in Ann Arbor, Michigan, okay. um, with another uh, um, steel band up there as um, his stepdad, Phipps, I forget his last name. Um, forgive me. Uh, but so they had a steel band up there as well. So he already had coming with experience in we come together and you know, just amazing, you know, and that's that's where it started, man. But Cliff was the uh, he's just an amazing man. i just forever indebted to him, and just as far as not only musically, but also as a man. Mm. When I got in trouble, he you know, it's just like, like I said, you have a it takes a village, and he was yes. part of that village, you know. Yeah. Did you
0: ever get a chance to go back later in life and? thank him or spend time with him
1: oh yeah well I, I would go back and get my steel pan tuned matter of fact i spoke really? with him yeah i was when i was going to uh, uh turn return from the the european thing with the revolution my plan was to go and uh get it tuned that was the whole thing you know and uh then i heard the news that he was sick in the hospital and then the next thing it, it passed so i mm-hmm. was on you know en route right after that to get my pan tuned and uh, wow. that happened. So. But yeah, we, we're speaking all the time. He'd be, That's so That's He's cool. like, man, why are you not calling me, motherfucker? Why are you, <laughs> you know? <laughs> he cussed me, you know, just because. me. Yeah. I mean, just uh, amazing. I mean, he had such a brilliant way of teaching, you know. I was also in concert band in high school, and right. he would, um, the concert band uh, teacher would come to was like, how are you teaching these kids? I mean, he would take kids with no prior musical experience at all, hmm. none. And we're playing the most complicated pieces, you know, and he had a really brilliant way of, he would take it piece by piece. It would teach you in phrases, you okay. know, which I'd never seen anybody. He'd be like, in, no context. He'd be like, con, 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 con. right? Not no rhythmic, no rhythm, nothing. You know, it would just be the notes, right? Mm-hmm. And they were like, what are we learning? We didn't know, but he knew in his head what it was. He had know? the plan. Yes. He had he the had bass the voice, the cello voice, the guitar voice, you know, quadraphonics, whatever. And um, next thing you know, he'd be like, okay, so like, it goes, and he'd play it, an example, and then he'd count it out. So, we I mean, were like, ah, phrase okay. by phrase. And we'd build this wow. big monster of an of, of a, uh, arrangement, whether it be, you know, pop music, or whether it be classical, whether it be jazz, you know. Yeah. Amazing. Sounds like a great man. A- absolutely. Absolutely. He had a, a great way of teaching. He, very popular class, and, you know, he really was a man who, just to speak to his character, he didn't really eat with the faculty, he ate with the students. You know, faculty Is that had their right? own. You know, yeah, yeah, he ate with us, you know, oh, so he was very really loved cool. and, you know, just yeah. really, really cool. So, um, and got a lot of kids out of, out of trouble, just mm. really set them straight. I mean, because he talked to you like it was, it was a friend, you right. know what I mean? And, and a mentor. He got you right. straight and he would tr- talk straight. If you had to cuss he's like, I don't care how you say, you, you tell your mother I cuss at you. Tell <laughs> him, tell him, come here. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, you know, you'd yeah. be like, and we just loved him. Yeah. Just loved him, man. Yeah.
0: So you met Homer there and Mint Condition was born. Yes.
1: Yeah. How and many same. other
0: members of Mint uh, went to Central?
1: Everybody except for Rick. Rick's from uh, Chicago, came from Chicago, I think, 85, 86, something like that. Right. But everybody, you know, Larry was the first one to come out of uh, Central. And then uh, me, Odell, Jeff, and Carrie. So, so
0: does it come out of the Pan Band, or does it come out of well? Just the, hanging no, out? How all does that of us.
1: Work? Well, it also well. So at Central we had a, a magnet arts program. So they had like an acting class, they had a okay. uh, steel drum class, they had yep. um, a recording studio there, and this guy named Ben James used to run it. It was the uh, the instructor over there, huh? And um, so we all were involved in that class. You know, so we had you know, me and Odell met in steel drum class, but we also had a um, had the recording arts class as well, so Carrie was involved in that. Um, so by this time, Jeff, you're playing, you're playing traps, right?
0: You're yeah, playing, I'm playing the traps. traps yeah, yeah, okay. a lot
1: of stuff. I mean, back then, I wasn't. The whole singing thing came. That was, you know, I was more comfortable. I've been doing drums longer than anything. I Got it. You know, the different styles and all these different bands, different genres and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And um, so that, yeah. And in high school, that's when I discovered whatever I had about my voice, you know, in the recording studio. So I started multi-tracking myself. Right. And uh, Odell, he's a naturally gifted um, engineer. Just, it's in him. He just knows how to hook shit up. You know, he's just, you know, so he's that that guy. He's that guy. You know, so I didn't, um, I learned more from him than I did the actual instructor, to be honest with you. So (laughs) he was my instructor, basically. Got it. So, you were
0: hanging hard with him, and then you start. Did you actually form the band in high school and start playing out? Yeah, out
1: well, you know, you know, when like to so go back to Odell, so he would say, Man, you, I would do the put these together, these little songs and everything, and they're pretty much Prince inspired. Like the whole falsetto thing it was really funny. Oh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> I know you got some of those. Oh, my god, it was a ton of them, <laughs> and they're <laughs> hilarious, too. <laughs> they are hilarious, and You're uh. Gonna- so we, we, he was like man this sounds great i've never you know no one's i've not heard anybody do anything like this in here in the class so um i was like man i would hear myself molting these vocals i put a little drum machine a little bass part some chords and you know right. and just start you know but it was only four tracks you know so i mean you bounce yeah. the three tracks and then you oh, just, yeah you, do the, you know with the vocals on it that kind of vibe oh, yeah. so i discovered kind of my voice there and i always was a person who would mock my family you know just you know Al Green was the guy vocally who was, because he was so many different people inside of one man. You know? mm-hmm, for I sure. love that. So, yeah. um, but I was pretty much, and we put together, you know, there's another uh, gentleman um, who played bass in high school. And um, we just started getting together. And it was mm-hmm. kind of like a, a, a little iteration of what, of me and Odell's journey together, I should say, because everybody else just kind of fell off. Okay. And I uh, just kind of lit our fire a little bit because I found out he played guitar. Odell's right. like, oh you, you see he had a guitar? And I'm like, yeah, man. And at that time it was funny because he was playing on one string. He would solo what? on one string. Yeah. He was, what? <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> play on one string. <laughs> he would solo on one string. It was funny. You, he killed it too. Uh, I bet it, you it. he sounded I, great so, on one uh, string. And he didn't have he, he didn't play with a pick. What? Yeah, he didn't play with a pick at the What time, is that so.
0: about Minneapolis guitar players? Bean doesn't play with a pick
1: just totally original That's all I can say just because totally. I can
0: remember being on stage going Odell I need a pick
1: for my bass and
0: I don't think he ever I don't does he does he play with well a pick you know, he's a pick
1: now yeah he, he a does pick now. Yeah. okay yeah but when he started he would use a fingernail and he tried to grow his fingernail really I was like man that wow. is the craziest thing and he had uh it was just amazing amazing wow. so but we had our, our little band and stuff we, we played with and uh, a band called Rampart okay and then uh, which was a street in in uh, famous street in New Orleans you know, my father gave us at that night, which what about Rampart, you know? And um, yeah, then there was another a couple of iterations we had, at another I know, dream team or something. It was like kind of a funk fusion thing. So we we're playing all the, the latest uh, uh, Crusaders shit, and, oh, sure. and, uh, you know, um, Jeff Lord with fusion and, you know, um, stuff, with all that kind of inspired, right. you know, uh, mm-hmm. weather report kind of stuff. Oh, know? yeah. Um, so yeah, we had that phase and, you know, later on, um, in my, I was playing drums. There wasn't a lot of singing going on Okay. then at that point, um, until, I don't know what it was. There was a couple of people at that point, you know, every band I played in, we pretty much rehearsed down in my mother's, uh, my, uh, parents' basement. I then, understand so, that.
0: That's where I am now. Too. So there you go. You, you, you know, <laughs> I understand deal, that you know? one.
1: In the whole multi-instrumentalist thing, which, I mean, I'm, I only claim drums, but, you know, I was just came from more curiosity than anything. Yeah. Because all the instruments were left down in the basement, you know, so. That's that's how they do it. They planned that, that out. You know, that, that right, wasn't by know? accident. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, it's like, wow, I mean, I'm done. I'm done by practicing the drums. What was that thing that Lickery playing earlier? I pick up. Little, oh, okay. Just kind of, you know. What right. was the thing that was happening? Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. you play everything. You play. Keys, I play added, you, enough to make shit up. You know what I mean. Songs and whatnot, I resemble you know, that. You know, yeah. <laughs> but
0: you play bass. You play guitar. You play keys. Do you play drums? What am that, I leaving out?
1: That's that's enough. I mean, okay. I I think and I've I challenge myself where uh, I think any instrument or anything I pick up, I got at least one song in me on it. Whether it be harp, I'll figure something out, and I'm sure you're okay. the same. But you know how it right. is. It's by your ears, like oh, you can figure something out and. Yeah, yeah, so
0: know enough to be dangerous, right? It, yeah, yeah,
1: that's enough. That's enough. The, the 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 real people who do the real damage. Okay, let me let y'all really yeah. do that. So you know, <laughs> that's yeah. I get real get bass that. players. You know, y'all I'll... do what you got to do. You know, right. get in. I, it. I understand. Get in. it. Yeah, man. So, so how does
0: this this relationship with Odell turn into uh, Mint and what we know as the so. beginnings of Mint?
1: Okay, so we had let me let me uh had to use my brain here, go back in time in the way back I know. machine. Sorry so. about <laughs> that. No, it's all good cuz I discovered stuff that I even haven't thought about in a while, or, you know. Right. Um so the iteration of uh, another iteration of Mint was something where um we were doing like the funk fusion thing, right? Yep. And I remember we did a we did a performance at and forgive me if I come in and forget some things I'm, that I'll be adding along the way just because no, I'm, that's I'm, like, I'm forgetting about this. So I have, We're just you know. hanging. This is yeah, what so, this podcast um, is. What happened was... Um, so we had this iteration of this Funk Fusion thing and we did a uh, gig at the um, Martin Luther King Center in St. Paul. Okay. And uh, it was really funny because I said the whole Minneapolis thing was going on and oh, yeah. we had uh, this section in the show where we, we just like... Doing our own thing, and then, then Odell was just like he was doing the Prince thing. He just was doing these like, like pelvic thrusts and whatnot. Well, Everybody's like, yeah. oh, oh! <laughs> <You> know, <it's, laughs> at the Martin Luther King, yeah, it was hilarious, man. It was hilarious. Yeah. And at that time too, we also had another young gentleman playing with us who had you know joined. We were playing in the basement. basements. Like, well, let's just get together and play. And uh, Roger Lynch, was, I know uh, a little Roger. Yeah, yes, a little, little Roger. I knew, I knew yeah.
0: little Roger. Yes.
1: And so, um, well, let me go back. So before that, you know, somehow Roger came to town or, you know, was, we heard about him, this little 12-year-old kid, as old as my boy now, and who was amazing. Mm-hmm. And he came in the basement. It's like he finally had this little mauve that I brought from um, Torps Music in St. Yeah. Paul. It was a popular uh, store. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was owned by this lady named Cheryl. And Cheryl played in this group called Shangoya, you know, who I used to go and watch which Cliff Alexis Sr. was a part of that. So okay. you see how all these connections and stuff happen. Mm-hmm. So I bought this, and he was, you know, uh, Raj comes on, you got a Moog, whoa! And he was just like really, really excited about it, and he was just yeah. going to town on it. So, you know, um, I, it was one of my earliest memories of meeting He was 13 at the time. Wow. So Raj was included in that gig. And so in the audience, uh, well, not, not in the audience, on the, in the wing, was Lawrence Waddell. Lawrence, before that, played for, I believe, it was either, I think it was either Jordan or Javita Steele, one of the Steels. Okay. he was playing, you know, uh, accompanying her. Okay. And uh, he saw the group, he was like, man, y'all are killing, it sounds great, man. You know, so then we included him, we just started, it just came from jam sessions, you know, okay. so it became yeah. uh, this instrumental thing. And then Larry brought a whole other, you know, he really heightened our sensibility on the jazz side, because he's just as brilliant as he is. He's amazing, you know? Yeah. And um so that 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 went down like that. Uh That's where, he, you know, uh Lawrence came in. And just continuing in the basement, you know, my dad, you know, back then we had the joke's like, man, you're doing all this practicing. When you gonna do a gig? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, you know, you're gonna leave the fight in the gym, man, it's like, what do you, right. you know? And my he dad would try wrong. to get us these gigs. We're like, no, we're not ready, we're not ready, we're not ready. So, wow. I didn't really think we had a real goal then, other than just yeah. to play and have fun and, you know, whatever was of, of the latest thing that we liked. Mm-hmm. Um, we would try to emulate that and just do our own thing. So, um, we, <laughs> it's just, when I think back, it's just so funny, man, the little songs, because there's some stuff my dad would be like, oh, man, some nights I would be like, so glad you were done. So, y'all play some old ugly music sometimes. Like, <laughs>
0: Like, what? My mom used to call it rang a jang music. <laughs> when you're you playing that rangaging a <laughs> jang, it's in, like, in smear, smeary guitar, would there be that like a rock and roll solo? She called that smeary guitar. So I, oh I feel God. I understand. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I feel he, your pain.
1: But you know, it's, they loved it because it was uh, it was positive, and they saw something. There, there was some promise there, so there was some potential. And you know, being you know, my father, a man of the community that he that he still is. And at that time, there was a lot of connections and a lot of things he could hook up hook us up with. So there were a lot of or a few events and mm-hmm. festivals that we would yep. play, that kind of thing. And so, um, excuse me. There came a time where we met another friend of ours who was just working a regular nine to five, and he loved Prince. This guy, you know, and. <laughs> He basically was like, "Man, I, you know, I, you know, I, I get some money. We should just get a rehearsal space somewhere, and you know, and just put the, start jamming." So it became this thing, where this guy became, I guess, the lead singer. He wasn't really a lead singer, really. But he just loved being out front, and he had energy and you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And he loved to scream really loud, and you know, but that was pretty much that was yeah. his thing. So
0: yeah.
1: Um. So that was it, man. And so it became. Um, me, and I'm, I'm forgetting some things along the way. I remember that there was a time somewhere in there where, you know, Raj, Roger Lynch, he went to go play with his father, right? And right. so we were looking for uh, another keyboard player. And we found that in uh Carrie, who was coming, he was the last one to come out of Central, and I should mm. uh I should talk about Jeff Allen too because he was a very integral part. Went to Central, seen him playing at uh, all the little school events, and he was playing, you know, alto sax. You know, right. there's one time I seen him playing alto and he was playing keyboards at the same. I was like, dude, talented, man. Yeah. He was like, he would switch off, you know. Yeah. And uh, yep. much like Jason, you know, yep. pretty much the same same vibe. I was like, Mr. dude was like, wow. Jason's Reading my nephew, and, for those of you listening. That's yes, my nephew. Yes, that's right. Made another Peterson, another alien. Another and, uh, alien, yeah. <laughs> And uh, so yeah, Jeff um, became a part of that that whole uh, you know playing in the basement and really practicing that kind of thing. And so Carrie came in after Roger left to go play with his dad and that whole thing. And that was kind of the beginning of it. Um, we had this other guy. Uh, there's a few things I'm so out of order here because I'm, I'm just all right. remembering things. That's okay, man. Um, That's when we. Uh, graduated high school let me get my thoughts together here we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do I was trying to figure all out right. what I wanted to do but we had this this thing going right all right and um, I had an opportunity at the time but I was still playing drums around town and working at all these odd jobs and um, to go play with this guy named George Pettis he was on MCA Records and he For, had a I tour. remember George I think yes. I played on his record
0: oh uh, yeah yeah I think I yeah. did I know wow. Ricky did Ricky might have produced sure. it with uh, with David. Pro- you Z. know,
1: probably. I'm yeah. vaguely remembering some yeah, I can't remember which song or which album. He might have maybe might have had like two albums, maybe or something like that. Right. I don't know. So anyway, it was this big tour with um uh with Whitney Houston. And so I went, went. and I went every nook and cranny of Europe. So that that experience I was I was I was barely twenty. I had just turned twenty. Mm-hmm. And it was the most one of the most amazing experiences of, of my life right. and that's what really lit. I already knew music in eleventh grade is when I was like, okay, I think I'm gonna try, you know, doing this because I got scared. I was like, next year I'm out of here. What am I gonna do? Right. You know, that's right. when I really started thinking about it, like for real. Yep. And uh so I didn't go to college. I remember going to Northern Illinois University and uh where Cliff Alexis actually went after graduation. You know, he he left Central High and went there. You I kind of monitored classes. I was like, no, I don't want to do this. So I was working, playing, working, you know, doing that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I got the gig, went over to Europe and came back. You know, I remember telling uh, Odell, I was like, man, we get back, we're going to hit it. We're going to really do something, you know, special. So the guy that I told you who worked, you know, we did that right. and went into the rehearsal halls and started right. to rehearse and that kind of thing. So we also after that we took a trip to there was four of us so there was me larry odell and there's a guy named ray coleman from uh okay. from uh wisconsin from milwaukee amazing bass player and we took a trip out to la you know and it was <laughs> i remember working with a, a band it was a family band uh, called the uchawi dancers okay. and uh, african dancer we would work the renaissance festival each summer so i took some of that money i would save up and and all that kind of stuff and I bought the plane tickets, and then we lived off of, you know, you know. after times got tough, we were out there for a little bit in Altadena, trying to take the bus into L.A. and figure out how, In the first day we were like, oh, it's really, it's a long way, so we rented, rented a car some kind of way. Yeah. I don't know. And after times got a little tough, I got my wallet stolen out there and whatnot mm-hmm. from this little kid, and so we're living on uh cereal and soda, you know, oh. and water. It was, yeah, crazy. So we lived off of... uh O'Dell's amical card. That's what know. we call dues. Do- <laughs> dues. Yeah, right. Living off his amical card, man. Oh, and it the Amico card. It's and we say we did a actual <laughs> unsung on TV one. We talk about some of this stuff. How there was this breath fight. It got really, you know, when people brothers don't eat, they start getting, you know, it's crazy. Your nerves get crazy, man. So right? there was an actual breath fight, you know, because one guy was like, "Stop breathing on me, whew. So, it was, it was <laughs> you really gotta be kidding heli- me No it was like serious <laughs> And it was funny as hell I was like oh my god What that's is going be, you on
0: were, you, were, you were living together too long that's Yeah yeah, pretty much, much we all in the same anyway. house
1: Yeah it was crazy yep. man So um, we get back to uh, Minneapolis St. Paul And we're, we're continuing to practice And everything And so Ray decides And at this time again The whole Minneapolis thing is going on You know mm-hmm. Jesse Johnson is jumping off at this point uh, Maserati's jumping off at this point, you know? Right. Um, and so there was another group, uh, there was a bunch of different groups around. So Ray Coleman decided like to go play with one of these other groups. Right. And we're like, okay, we real little, you know, felt a little dejected and, and whatever. He looked down, depressed, whatever. Right. So we're looking for another bass player. We go down to this place called, oh, I'm looking out the window cause I couldn't really get in or maybe I did I had a fake ID actually I did get oh, in you know so yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: me too had a fake that's ID. a whole
1: another story man. yeah and I went in and we saw this guy with this these uh, leopard skin you know back in the day it was the look you know oh, yeah. leopard pants and the oh, you yeah. know, little shiny rayon you know a suit jacket whatever my
0: whole back wall filled get, with <laughs> those kind of outfits by the way <laughs> I understand. Yes. Yeah. You
1: get <laughs> the pajama look and all that. Like, yeah, oh, man. Oh, yeah. You know, we had guilty, we had, Guilty. Yes, yes, yes. And so um, seeing this guy killing it, you know, playing bass, and he was singing, singing background, singing lead, doing the splits and spinning. I was like, ooh, what? Who is that dude? It's Rick Hinchin. Oh. Yeah, Rick well, I was like, wow, yep. what the hell, man? He's serious. And, and uh, I was like, yeah, we... We need, we need. We need to. We need to get him. We get him. So, that was the beginning. You know, that's wow. how pretty much I didn't explain it all the way. Right. Everybody's. You know. No, um, but that's
0: fascinating how the, all those yeah.
1: different elements. Yeah. Come
0: together, and now we've now fast forward a few years, and tell me how that connection with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis come
1: into play. So, okay, meant We never did. Uh, we weren't really a cover band so okay. our our shows and gigs and performances were pretty limited to uh you know festivals out you know uh, little events here and there our uh, showcases was our thing so we were always trying to showcase at the time you know the thing was like man you get you an investor man get some equipment rehearse you know that whole vibe and so uh we were always rehearsing and uh we had a showcase for it was down at the police depot in uh fourth and fourth in minneapolis at the time it was on in Minneapolis. Uh, and, um, we were rehearsing there and we had, we were managed at the time by Sylvia Payne. Sylvia oh, Payne wow. The, yes. Yeah. Sylvia Payne managed. It was Andre Simone's, uh, sister. Yeah. And if it, everybody was known Andre Simone, of course, was played in uh, Prince's early bands who came right. out, you know, and then went on to do amazing things on his own with solo yeah. records and production mm-hmm. with, uh, um, Jody Watley Jody and, You know, just amazing and on and on. Just amazing. If you look him up, Andre Simone, amazing, just pff, amazing human. Basically. He's come I'm producer, gonna get him yeah. on the show too. Yeah, man. Amazing. That's kudos to him. So I mean, and I have ties to his family as well. And um Yeah, man, we uh oh my goodness, where was that? We we talking so um you just did the, your showcase at the Yeah, the show, so the showcase, yes, yeah, with Sylvia and then um I was actually listening. <laughs> so like, because I started. I'm like, oh, I gotta talk about it. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, we, she invites Pete Rhodes down to the rehearsal really? space. Yes, invites Pete Rhodes to rehearsal. I want you to see this band. You know, we were rehearsing and, and that kind of thing. And uh, so, hold well, on before before I get there. So, pause for a second. Um, I with this band, so that guy who was footing the bill for the for the for the group, right? Right. At some point, he was like, you know what, I'm just going to, uh, you're better off without me. You guys, you know, go ahead. I'm just going to chill back. I'll keep playing for the, for the space and everything. Oh, cool. Just, you know, when you all make it, come back and get me kind of thing. You know, that kind of vibe. And I was back singing and playing drums, oh. which I was, fi- I, I loved that. That's right. what was my thing. I love doing that. And just you can kind of, you know, hold the pocket and, you know, make it exciting, you know, and just kind of play referee from back there. You know what I mean? Quarterback right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, so then I was like, well, who's going to sing? It's like, you know, Stoke, why don't you do it? You know, you That I was like, all right, cool. I love singing. So
0: that was like, okay, right. get out there. Get out was there. The and tr- I,
1: you know, I love, you know, dancing and acting the fool and, you know, entertaining that kind of thing. So I, I didn't realize that all the things before that had prepared me for that role. Of course. You don't know. You know, until no, you get you there. Don't. And, you know, I just, I'm like, okay, cool. I love to dance. We make up our little choreography and, you know, that kind of thing. And um yeah, it was uh it was it was quite a thing. So I went up front, so we had to find a drummer, and there's a guy named Kenny Young from high school, St. Paul Central. Okay. So we he, he was playing with us for a while. And so um we were rehearsing, we were rehearsing, rehearsing, rehearsing. And then something happened one day where Kenny couldn't make it or something like that. And um so but to find a drummer. For we were like trying to figure out we were practicing one day. And I was like, man, I gotta practice up front. I can't be back here if I'm gonna be up front, you know. Right. And so I don't know if it was downstairs or upstairs. We heard this drummer like killing it. Killing. It's like, mm-hmm. it who's the dude? Yeah. He's a dude, man. Go check check him out. So we asked this dude downstairs, we're like, hey man, can you come and sit in? You know what? It's, it's like our drummer's gone for the day. I mean, just come sit in, just kind of, you know, fill in whatever. It's like, Oh really? Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes up, and it's like, well, it goes, it goes like this. I'm like showing him the parts. I'm like, yeah, yeah. He starts playing. Yeah, I heard some of the stuff from downstairs. Hmm. As I'm showing him, we're going through some of the stuff, and I'm showing him the breaks and everything. And I'm, okay, coming up four count. We got a little arrangement here. Blah 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 blah. He kind of, but I realized that he didn't need me. He already knew. He already knew the shit. Really? It's Michael Bland. Ah, uh, the voice should have given
0: it away. He should have given.
1: I'm yeah. like, what? It, it just, you know, his his capacity for remembering shit is just off the charts. He's, he's, he's like something a, else. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's another alien. He's another serious alien. So I'm telling you, that was the actual. That was the band. Actually, we still I still have the um, the first photo, our black and white promo photo. Uh, we're gone for the deal with Bland in it that that's uh, no way yeah, got the the promo hey, this is new news on me man I did yeah. not know that yeah so he was actually a part his name was actually written in one of the contracts you know we had no yeah, kidding yeah. I don't even know if he knew that but yeah but that's when he was the whole was teetering on the whole Prince thing so he kind of you know when uh, Prince came down the bunkers and found him mm-hmm. so he was just you know right and he made that that journey and gone on to do amazing things himself so uh so uh yeah, it became because uh, it was seven people originally, so it became six. Okay, and then we had the uh, the gig down at First Avenue. It was another showcase. Okay. Uh, for I think was it Pete Rose? or Another Pete Rose production, I believe. And then uh, we invited you know the Flight Time crew down. We invited MCA. We invited Prince's crew down. I think Levi came down.
0: Okay.
1: And at the time, the you know, Prince was like Noah. Just videotape them. I'd rather see them than hear them kind right. of thing. <laughs> that's what he said. Right. And so we did that, and I remember jamming them uh, after I, after the show. We only played like three songs, you know. And we used to lead off with Pretty Brown Eyes. That That's a really oh. old song. Before it came out, we were playing it. Really? So, yeah, because it, it got your attention. You know, we realized, that, okay. it's a pretty big real, hit, for, too, once you know, it did come out. That was the first song we would do at the beginning of the set. Gun, gun. Hey. People were like, what is that? It was like an <laughs> explosion. <laughs> what? Huh? Right. You know, and it'd be right. like, wow, then we get people from the beginning. And that song was a song where people were like, you know, play that, that Brown Eye song. You know, I heard your last time play, you know? So mm-hmm. it was kind of like the people who heard it was kind of like a hit right. already in its right. infancy stages. We hadn't even really recorded it or anything like that. So, um, but after that gig at First Avenue, I was walking to my car and I saw Jamie Lewis. Across the street, like, still good job, man. Like, cool. We'll talk next week. Next week, and I was thinking, okay, cool. I didn't really think anything of it. I, at that point, we'd heard so much stuff. Or we're going to sure. do this, and you know, yeah. whatever. I believe the That's one cool. I see it, right? Right, exactly. So, yeah. about a week or two later, we're up in flight time office, you know, and they're like, "What do you guys want to do?" We're like, "Well, we would like to at least produce the, you know, half of the album, you know, if right. we could do that." And Jam was like, "Y'all can do the whole damn thing if you want to." I was like, oh, really? We can't? That's, you know. because wow. I we got signed basically off of the live performance. And then um, I don't think they knew at the time. We had a little bit of experience in the, in the studio just from the high school. Mm-hmm. So Flight Time was a bigger version of that. We, we were already familiar with how to hook some things up. It was just, you know, working on a Harrison board. Right. You know. So we went in there kind of acting like we didn't know, even though we knew more than we did. And we should, yep. you know, just be humble and, you know. Yep. Um, that kind of vibe. And, um, yeah, man, it was it was an amazing, that was the beginning of it, you know. Then you but,
0: ended yeah. up working not only with them, but uh, someone near and dear to my heart, Jellybean, right?
1: Absolutely. So, you work so, with Bean? Yeah, Bean, he was like, okay. put him on the first project with us to kind of oversee what was doing, and, you know, what we we're doing. And, you know, he, you know, some of the uh, some of the equipment there, because he had been working with uh, Jam and Lewis since the beginning, yep. you know, a mm-hmm. staff writer and, and producer on his own right. Um so, yeah, man, he was a co-production of the first, the first uh, meant to be meant album. He right calls there, you like, his
0: musical sons.
1: Yeah, that's right. Music, that's right. My sons. My yeah, sons. My musical.
0: Well, I'm, my label is little brother. That's I'm right, little brother that's, yeah, to him, little brother, which, that's right. which is all true. Of,
1: all of it. Which is, all of it. Yeah, yeah, man. He's
0: something else. That's yeah. so cool. I mean, that's another connection we have. Absolutely. So, so here yeah. you are. You're yeah, young kids. You're what twenty maybe.
1: Yeah, but so we. It was like twenty three. When it hit off, yeah.
0: That's still young. Yeah. Then you come out with um, pretty, yeah. brown eyes. pretty brown eyes. Was, yeah. was that your? And first that was dip? the
1: second single, by the it way. Was so- it was first, okay, second. Yeah, it was. That, we had a song called "Are You Free," which didn't do too well, so we didn't get freed from that. And uh-huh. uh, the second one <laughs> Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the second one did uh, it's amazing. That we actually went up the charts, and we started to, to see it stall. So we decided to do or Jam and Lowe said we have to do something and. Then being a, a young company, um, we, we were trying to strategize and try to figure we were just guerrilla style. We were like, And we got into Winnebago and went, you know, countryside and went to all the HBCUs in the country. Okay. And we had them put together. You know, whoever has, like, the best video that they can make off of the song will win the video. There'll be a chance. I mean, uh, they'll, they will mailing Somehow they mailed it in or, you know, some kind of way. It was a contest right. where they did a video and then they... Um, we were in it and that kind of vibe. So, um, that really was attractive for students and we went around and we played and we gave like a little symposium afterwards, mm-hmm. you know, talk about our experience and, and how we got there and everything. And it just started rising up the charts. So WHUR, that part of the country, uh, DMV, you know, uh, DC, Maryland, Virginia area has always been like near and dear to, to, to our heart, to my heart, mm-hmm. to men's right. heart, and also in San Francisco. There is a um, I think it was KBLX. Those two are the ones that kicked it off for us, you know. Really believes in you know, the day with they've been day ones, you know, aside from, of course, here at home, Cam or Jay yeah. and the, the local folks, but outside of the, of the cities, you know. Right. Um, you- yeah, so that's how it kicked off, man. And um, it's been a long, long road. Long what a road.
0: ride you've been yeah. on.
1: Yeah, man. And, what and a I'm ride. thankful for each moment, each, each person we've met, each person. Uh, Think of
0: the lives you've touched, man, through your music. Oh, man. How, how beautiful is that?
1: Yes, amazing, amazing. Okay, I I that's can't, why
0: you know. we get into this, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, really. exactly.
1: I mean, the, the feeling that we got from it—it's like man, I want to do that. Absolutely, man. We felt it, and you know, being able to pass that on, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's so amazing now to see that music at its most basic, right now, it can, can really heal. I mean, look what's happening right now. We're in this this COVID thing, and it's like this is the thing that people are turning to. You know, because at the end, it's really basic to feel better, to inspire. If you Mm -hmm. want to cry, fine, it'll bring that out of you. But we all know that that can be therapeutic as well. So um. For
0: sure. Hey, everybody, let's take a pause from the interview because I want to talk to you about a couple of things. Number one, if you like what you're hearing or seeing, do us a favor at Music on the Run. Please share these links. Please give us a review. Tell your buddies about us. We'd love a bunch of your friends to come along for the ride and get all these great nuggets of information. The second thing I want to talk to you about is partnering with us. It does take a lot of financial resources to put this show on. And if you'd like to help us out, go to www.patreon.com. Dot com forward slash music on the run podcast that's patreon.com forward slash music on the run podcast and it will explain how you can help us and of course we've got some great incentives on there as well early access to podcasts and video videocasts behind the scenes footage and great music on the run merchandise go check it out now back to our interview
1: um, for sure, this is an amazing, amazing uh, field that we're in. Very competitive, and it's 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 tough. Ooh. You know, well, as an artist.
0: For, not every day is uh, uh, the number one hits.
1: Yeah, most there days, are it's not.
0: there are a few days yeah. in between yeah. where there aren't necessarily some hits in there. Now. That's why so. you
1: celebrate so hard when there is one, because you know most people don't get that. So if you do, you know, and we've been doing it long enough. It's one thing, of course, to get in. It's hard to break in. And there's levels uh-huh. to it. And then once you get in, you're trying to stay in. And when you're, you're trying to stay in it so much that you have some success, and once you have success, you're trying to repeat that success, you know. And then while you're repeating that success, you're, you're trying to reinvent yourself. Yeah. And it takes time. So to last, it's, it's a marathon, as they say. Not, you know, it's not a sprint. They well, say so
0: most of the time. Some people get in and get out really quick yeah. by no yeah. uh, fault of their own. It's just right. the, the nature of that.
1: Yeah. You, it's all that
0: you and the fellas have been very blessed by, first of all, you're a great musician. So that it doesn't surprise me that the, or you've had such a longevity. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And now, first of all, let me mention a couple of things. So you sent me, you send me swinging. What kind of man, uh, would I be yeah. so many charting records, so many gold records mm-hmm. you toured with Prince in 2010. The only reason I'm going through this list is because you and I have some, some other stuff to talk yeah. about. Um, Tell me a little bit about, you got to tell me a little bit about Tour with Prince, because I know that must have been
1: pretty Absolutely, incredible. Man, I mean, uh, one of my, many people's musical heroes, definitely my musical, one of my musical heroes, because he was here, you know, for everybody mm-hmm. else, they see him, you know, but I mean, I actually, like Michael Jackson was in our life, in, in, in my life, I felt like Michael was always there. Literally, I mean, on the, the Jackson, you know, the Saturday cartoons. I mean, we all yeah. wanted to be, it just like, and from black folk, it was like, man, to see you represented in that way, did with just everything. It was right. like amazing just mm-hmm. to see that. And you just felt a sense of pride and a sense of belonging, a sense of like, wow, this is great. This is just excellent, you know? Uh, so that was there, but then it was still kind of like, that's way over there, kind of untouchable. Prince being from here, you actually, I would actually see him out. You know, right. what I mean, before he, I remember going to a movie one time. With my dad, my dad, at some point thought I was old enough. Well, I must have been fourteen. We went to a Richard Pryor show, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he was like, "I think you're old enough to take it. You're, you're, you're good. You're, you know, you're yeah. good kid. You, you know, you yeah. can put it in context." So, right. we went there. And I can't remember which one it was, which special we had it out at the time. Richard Pryor. And I remember hearing this laugh up from, ha, 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 ha. you know, I'm like, what is, and I seen this Afro. I'm like, what the hell is going to be? It oh, was yeah. loud. I mean, it was yeah. a loud laugh. I'm like, what? Yeah. and I yeah. remember coming out of the movie theater. And I'm like, Oh, that's that guy. He's got these the one. That's got the song the the soft and wet, you know, yeah. I, I was aware enough to, I was like, man, oh, okay. that's the, I think that's that guy Prince. And I was like, that, like, Oh, okay. So that was, we got a kick out of that. And then, See him at various. He had the um, uh, the thing over north at Spike Moss, who's a community activist, uh, okay. like organizer. day and he had this thing over at the Phyllis Wheatley, you know, community center every year, every summer. It was the the, the festival, music fest. He used to give and he bring the Dazz band and all these different national acts, oh, amazing. Cool. And uh And Prince, you know, it's when Andre was in in the band at the time. Mm-hmm. And he brought him there and, and they. I remember them driving up in this Volkswagen van, you know. And I think this was like maybe first, second CD, I don't know, or album. And so, I mean, just watching his growth, you know what yeah. I mean? How he, what he morphed into was just amazing. And it felt, that felt like it was it was touchable. You know, mm. it wasn't untouchable. Mm. It was somebody that I, I didn't know him personally at the time. And you know? But just to see that was just like, wow, this is something you could really, I, I, I'm totally inspired, you know. Um, so later on, flash forward. Like I think it was 1999, and mind you, you know a lot of his the musicians we've had we've had out the year. I've knew of them, and you know we would speak through him. Mm-hmm. You know we knew of him, of course, and you know he knew of what we what we do, what Mint does, and um, he was doing the Love for One Another concerts at the time out oh, of yeah. Paisley. Yep. So we did one of those. He invited us to play, and it was the actual first time I believe that we actually. Matt, formerly Matt. So we okay. would talk like, Yeah, I've, I've been hearing so much about you all and you know, blah, 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 and you know. Mm-hmm. And uh before that I he would, you know, talk shit and rehearsals like Matt can't do this and you know, in the back we'd hear <laughs> That was thing, him. You know, you know that was his <laughs> yeah. deal though. Friendly you know, competition. Man. Friendly competition, yeah. Oh, so I yeah. mean but it was fun. It was like you gotta kick out of that. We would hear stuff, you know, like either Morris would tell us stuff or you know, or you know, Mike would tell me certain things, you know, it's like, okay. Alright. Mm-hmm. And uh so, yeah, that was the first a uh, form. I think it was nineteen ninety nine. We did that, and then, um, so, I would see him periodically. I'd be playing gigs throughout the cities, and you know he would come out and say, you know, to have somebody reach out, you know, where Stokely playing at today, and come out and actually see see me play yep. drums and singing and that kind of thing, and he'd be throwing rolled up dollar bills at my head, and I'm like, what, what is going on? What is it? Is that what? Hilarious, you know. I hope it was hundred. Yeah, $100 hundred dollar bills. hundred, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, a lot of them. I was like, what? Hey, keep this? them coming. Keep them coming. I'm like, Come on, all right. Yeah. Tips. Welcome. You know, we'll yep. work for food. Amen <laughs> to that. Yes. You know. So, um, after that, man, he would um, invite me. Just started, you know, calling me and um, just to hang. You know, just to go out and talk or whatever. So, which was really wow. cool. And uh, I really, out of everything, even the shows and everything, those were great, but really having those moments alone with him, just mm-hmm. talking about life or music, you know, or what I wanted to do was everything. You know, right. his philosophy, music, what he's, you know, just everything, just just hanging, you know. And um, when we did, like, uh, he did the, the, the residency at the Forum in LA, he invited us out, and we did that. That was amazing. We played, you know, Columbia south carolina uh of course some some dates in in um over europe which were really really great and he had some other had some other gigs lined up for it i mean he called, called us a few times where we couldn't do it it's like you know he's thinking it's like can you guys play next week so we right you gotta give no, us a little bit more like dude we're, yeah. we're in dc next week so yeah. i mean you know that kind of vibe but i'm um, just right. amazing being out and he was uh we played one the concept over in europe when he did um it was me, uh, not me, us, Mint, Larry Graham, and Prince, right? And he was like, I, want, I don't want the music to stop. You know, I want you all to go on. And then as soon as you stop, you know, Larry comes in, the music won't in. And then when he stops, I'll start. It was continuous. Right. We we're like, how's that going to work? So, of course, his whole concept of, you know, we got to share equipment, of course. So, yep. which is what we ended up doing. And uh, it somehow it worked no and kidding. I remember when we came off stage you know we were de- playing this song I uh, have a song called Nothing Left to Say and we do this little uh, keyboard vocal cadenza at the end right. and we're going off and doing doing this stuff you know and uh, he comes <laughs> afterwards I'm getting I'm <clears throat> going back to his dress room It's like yeah Prince wants to see in your room you know right away he's like oh man he was hopping a- oh man that was great it's like he said did you leave any notes for the rest of us <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, you're a hilarious man, you know? <laughs> and I think this was the time where he had had some hip problems. And because okay. um, I think you can see, he started playing more guitar at this time, right? Got it. Or before that. But this particular gig, I remember um, Larry Graham's wife said, "You, you he must have gotten the surgery at this point. Because uh, he said, uh, Larry Graham's wife had said, you know, you look good, man. It looked like you're moving. It's like, he said, yeah, I'm feeling good. This is really, yeah. So he looked like he looked really alert, alive, and you know. Mm. So it was really great to see him. He looked he was in a good move, and of course he killed it that night. You know, yep. killing it. And um, yeah, man, just an amazing you know musician, man, band leader, all of it, man. He fired on every cylinder, you know. And he's we're gonna be trying to figure out what he did, you know, for years to come. You know, he's got a whole vault of it, but just amazing, son. He um, was very instrument when I. Very instrumental, but I was already on the path, you know, when I, one of the last times I went out there before my first solo release. He's like, well, you know, um, can I ask you a question? It's like, I was like, yeah. Um, well, why haven't you done anything, you know, on your own, like a solo thing? Uh-huh. And I said, well, oh, it's funny for you to ask that because I'm actually, I'm in the process, I'm in the middle of that right now. He's like, you're, you're doing something. It's like I was like, yeah. It's like, he said, can I be a part of it?
0: I Did he like, really? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So I was like. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah. you know, absolutely. So I tell you what, you know, just do what you're going to do, you know, and do all your stuff and then just then bring it to me so I can, you know, because which is what I was going to do anyway. I just want to make sure that my thing is inserted, you know, so it's not just a whole, you know, oh, I'm going to take over this thing kind of vibe. Right.
0: But, oh, yeah, wow. I, yeah, That's cool. So,
1: yeah, that, but he was, he was down with that. And um, I've really felt glad even, you know, I'll, I'll always, he'll always and his music and spirit will always be a part of what I do. It's just... His musical DNA is, you know, it's all in there, you know, yeah. with, with mine. So, um, yeah, just a, a beautiful, beautiful cat, man. He left so much for us to discover, you know.
0: Yeah. So, uh, and as we move forward into 2017, Prince had passed. Yeah. The Revolution got back together. Yeah. 2017 was a big year for you because you released your record.
1: Right. True.
0: And true. You got asked to fill some pretty big shoes. Which Like was going on the road with the revolution. That Tell was, me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so that was really crazy because first of all, I was like, "You can't be serious." First of all, <laughs> like, that was just the a timing, weird timing. Yeah, yeah, it was a weird ask, and I actually, yeah. I think what happened was, I had heard about it through my management, and I said no, but I don't think he told them I said no. <laughs> I think that's, that's what, what managers happened. are for. I, that's what, they, yeah. i'm pretty i I said and i was like what am i gonna do with that it was i was too close to it
0: that didn't
1: make you know what i mean i just didn't i was a little you know people aren't gonna believe that i mean what am i what am i gonna do it just didn't make it made sense but i it took you know i was I was too emotional about it i think i hear you i hear you and um yeah it was just a weird thing so i i I spoke with you know brown mark spoke with um it was just crazy, man. And I said, well, how how will it work with songs? You know, that kind of vibe I got to yeah. make sure, you know, so anyway, it worked out. I went to the first rehearsal and just tried to get in there and try to, you know, the only people who I didn't know were Lisa and Wendy at the time. Okay. So, and I'm sure they were like, well, who's this guy we've been hearing about? And blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. blah. I'm like, okay. You know, on you guys recommendation, you know, mm. I had known, uh, Bobby Z, you know, and think for a while. And, um, yeah, it was just. Uh, we just got in there and just kind of worked it out. And the more we did, the more comfortable I became. And it, I made it mine. Because it's like, you can't replace him. That's Smart. it. They only make one of him. You know, you can only do, you can only be you in that, in that, in that, in that whole world. You know what I mean? Just in, use his spirit, you know, is, is the right. conduit. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, and it that, that became it's so, so much fun. And I realized just how dope they are. Yep. And how much they really contributed. You know, I was oh, like, oh, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Okay. And I yeah. realized that just like uh, uh, Eric Leeds always says, you know, that's the only band that he was actually ever in. You know, true. the rest of them, he was a band lead. I heard Eric say that. I, was like, that, I got it then. That, ma- that made a lot more sense to me.
0: Yeah. You know, he
1: was part of the that's band, true. you know, and I mean, they fought like band, you know what I mean? Just uh, get in there and then they mm-hmm. rustle it up a little bit. And uh, it's like, wow, I can see. Lisa in and Wendy's influence. I could see Mark's influence. You know, Bobby Z's and Dr. Fink, all of them. You know, it's oh, like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. So it was, um, you know, he was just, you know, Prince was a sponge. I could see where he, you yeah. know, it's like anything immediately. He would pick it up and that's it. He's going to run with it. The next oh, day, yeah. the song's done, as you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank you, by the way, for your contribution. Bam, bam. He'd, he'd grab uh, it all. But, right. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. He I would. Mean, and, and, which is a skill in itself. It, I mean, it is. It, it's really, you know, to be able to follow through and have that much focus and then you take it and make it your own. It's really, you know, amazing. So, uh, yeah, the, the revolution thing that became such a celebration because at first, you know, it, it was uh, it cost a little bit emotionally. At first, oh, yeah. it was really hard to sing certain songs. And, you know, I would go on. It was a really weird thing just because I'm, I'm, you know, the way that it works is they go on and sing a few songs, then I come on and sing a few, then I go off, then they sing a few, uh-huh. and I come back on, back and forth like that. And um, so when I'm on, I'm like this, is just amazing. This is crazy, and it's it's electric, and the crowd is having a good time, enjoying and reminiscing. Then when I come off side stage when they sing their songs, I'm like a fan. I'm like, yeah, what the hell am I doing here? Like, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> yeah, why? I get. I'm like, get dude, it. why are you not here? What the what? Yeah, it's right. Weird. Yeah. Why are you making me do this? Right, it's weird, You should weird, be man. here
0: doing this yourself.
1: It's crazy, yeah. But, but a beautiful, um, we had so many beautiful moments, man, and just watching all the smiling faces and, you know, and all of the, th- it's been therapy for a lot of people, very therapeutic and, you know, with people crying and, and laughing yeah. and, you know, some of the stories that Wendy would tell, uh, just amazing. So uh, I'll always cherish that, yeah.
0: I got to say that they picked the right guy.
1: All right, thanks, man. They I did. I mean, I, it, yeah.
0: I, I I came and saw you guys a couple different times, and it was because I wanted to check it out for myself. Yeah, of course, of you course. Know? It's near I'm and like, dear okay, to well, us.
1: That yeah. it's near and dear to us. You know, well it mean? is. So, yeah.
0: And I know you. I've known you a long time. Yeah. I just wanted to see if you yeah. were going to be you or you were going to be somebody mm, right. else. Right. And the way you yeah. approached it, being yeah. you, was yeah. so authentic and uh, as a tip of the hat and in reverence, but yet you weren't there to just. You were there to kick ass and take names.
1: Right, good. This was good. about
0: the party, and that's what right. the that spirit of that music was. And I thought right. that was a, I good. thought it was a great fit. So
1: good. Kudos I'm glad to you. It came off that way. Thanks.
0: Twenty. 20 and then you're touring by yourself on your own solo stuff, and here we are. Uh, yeah. you, here we are in 2020, and you have your first
1: number one single with she. That's
0: Congratulations, crazy. Congratulations. I mean, man. you know,
1: in the in the first, <clears throat> so the first uh, album, you know, which um, had uh, Level. A song called Level. And organic, I know, I, in the time, yeah. I
0: listened to it when I was in Australia without you oh, and I, really? I used to I used to run and listen to your record, man, it was That's great
1: funny. Yeah, just, it, was, it was fun, man And uh, just a um, natural progression for me Just having, you know, feeling like I, I have some more levels And things I want to contribute out into the world myself You know, mm-hmm. with and, 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 or at least a different cast of characters Because that brings about a different element for you You know what I mean? You have different, you know, I've been doing this uh, stuff with the fellas with Mint for over twenty five, almost thirty. Well, oh, that journey's been thirty five years. Uh, wow, yeah, that's hard is, to believe. Because I always think of you, the like the little brother. I know. But how how I can know. that be thirty five years? I know. I know. It's, it's this, crazy. We started that journey in eighty six. Yeah, Whew. that's a long time, man. That is a long time. It's a long time, but and really proud of that, and the legacy is intact. It's just very. I, I wouldn't have, uh, couldn't have done it with a better cast of of. of gentlemen with Mint and just, you know, had so many great experiences, man. And that really is standing, me standing on the shoulders of that and coming right. from that university, all of us yeah. really, I'm sure we, we we take what we take and we learn from that and move on to the next phase, chapter in our lives. And, and uh, here I am in that, that first uh, introducing Stokely, people were like, well, why did you title it that? You know, because I felt like it was a new beginning. And then there were a lot of people who knew me, but more people who didn't. Right. So I, I thought there was a, a title that was apropos, you know, just to, you know, everybody doesn't know me. The folks who knew me was like they were like, why? Is, we know you was like, I know, I know you do, but <laughs> right. it's like I
0: understand that. I yeah, get you that. get it, you
1: know. I, I get it, you know, Yeah. So it's yep. it's um, it's kind of a play on words, a play on, on on the moment. I thought it was, you know, this is, you know, I'm not new, but it, I'm new to this as, you know, a solo artist. And, so, and, right. and mind you, there's a, a lot of people who didn't even know who Mint was so they're mm-hmm. coming in totally new and that's what i would get a lot of times like who is this guy that was you know uh but in a way i was just trying to reinvent you know reinvigorate uh try to stay inspired as we do because we get lost in it sometimes doing the same thing and you know uh so i was trying to have that experience and you know try to light a fire up on under me and not to be so comfortable to uh you know, just ride down, ride out to the sunset. You know, doing something that you're comfortable with. But I think mm-hmm. you know you should be trying to do everything in life that you can, have a, every experience that you can, uh, right. help people, inspire people. Right. And I wanted to continue that, the feeling of that, as I've done with with Mint. So, yeah, man, I had the opportunity to do that, and now on this second one, and uh, yeah, it's, it's she's been amazing doing it with uh, my business partner slash manager. Uh, we have a uh, imprint called Blue Raft, so we're doing that in conjunction with uh, Perspective Records, Flight Time, which is Jam and Lewis again. Lewis, uh, however, yeah. right. many years full later, full circle. Yeah, come full. Which is, I think that is so cool, man. Yeah, man. That's it's, it's really been, cool. How, it's, how
0: fortunate it is that that they, they they love you, they believe in you,
1: and they yes, want to yeah. support you. Absolutely, and it's been. Um, it's independently you know i don't want people to think that it's we have some big label or you know because it's it's always been gorilla style with them even when we were you know even when they had the joint venture with uh a&m records yep. you know that was uh they still had that guerrilla attitude and it, and it still does And that that's the thing that really moves the needle it's not mm-hmm. the people on the top it's the, it's like it's great we do have the the we have got the um the frog's eye view, we also have the, the top view as well, as far as that, you know, what the goal is, what's the big picture. But it takes the the soldiers on the ground. You know, we're doing this thing a la carte, trying to figure out, put teams together, you know, who's good in, in, in this department, who's good, in, you know. And right. that's all labels do anyway. They just have the budgets to do it. I just move when right. I can and put right. you know, my funds back into any, just as any business does. Yes, you know, we put do. it back into it, you know, whether it be yes, advertising for a show. Advertising, you know, for space on uh, radio. So here's where we're going to be. You, these are things you have to do, yep. you know, uh, uh, magazines, newspapers, you know, flyers, whatever, you know. Yep. And uh, yeah, so here we are, man. And uh, it's, it's great when you can, you know, get that kind of um, have that kind of success. And I just I feel like it's successful anyway, me being in this thing for the number of years that I have on the level mm-hmm. that I have, you know sure it fluctuates as we know as artists do and that's just part of part of the game and but the thing is to make sure that you cherish each moment and you're grateful for even those low moments because the low moments and those moments that when people don't you know haven't heard from you those are teachable moments as well and you Mm -hmm. need that because you're downloading life and that's you take that those experiences and we all know that you know when you're feeling worse sometimes those are the best songs you know (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean people want to feel that. Oh, and yeah. um, and then when it's, you know, celebratory, then you do that as well. So, yeah, it's been Number amazing. Number
0: one right? record, man. I, t- yeah. I got to tell you, man, I know how busy you were, but I was like, congratulations.
1: Yeah. man! It's yeah, just man. so cool. Really? Yeah. It's so, so it's- fun
0: to see that for you, man, especially yeah. at that stage of our life and the stage of the, yeah, of man. the game, it's- man. And it's intentional
1: really cool. for me, because I just felt like, you know, a lot of us do this for so long and then we start phoning the shit in. You Know so I really wanted right. to recommit myself and um with the, the band that I have amazing band that's just, yeah. just all of them are just great and um they uh you know with with Ashley Commodore, Brandon Commodore, Dora mm-hmm. Turner, and uh, Johannes Turner, uh, Johannes Tona on pace, and uh Dave Billingsley on keys, and um Jess. Jesse Larson, yep. the Jesse Larson. Yep. I'm mean, just amazing, yep. cast man. So I mean, they're 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 the in the pit with me, man. So, I mean, I'm just feeling I can only the fire that I have. I try to pass that on, and we all have it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I think that's the thing. And uh, the live show is the thing for me that I've just really been trying to concentrate. That's something that I know that will that was first to get that infrastructure together because coming from Mint, it couldn't be anything less, right? You know? So I do it the way that I do it, and, you know, people, hopefully it resonates with them. You know, if, if not, there's a lot of music out there, you know, that, <laughs> that's not me or looks like me or sounds like me, and I appreciate you for checking it out in the first place, so.
0: Well, you should check it out. Okay, yeah. so because this is called Music on the Run, this is about talking to artists like yourself, friends like yourself, yeah. about how you keep it all together while you're out on the road, because I know you have a, a family.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: How, how how does that how do you go about taking care of your that part of your life while you're gone all the time
1: well thank god the industry became kind of more of a, more of, of of a weekend show kind of thing mm. you know cuz you know we used to be out doing these tours for weeks and weeks mm. and weeks and I sure I've done some of that but more so most of it has been you know out on Thursday or Friday back Sunday or Monday You know, so so you rock star on the weekends and then you're a chauffeur on the weekdays, you know, so.
0: (laughs) Or in my case, uh, the lawn guy. Or or the lawn guy, whatever you need. Yeah, all of that. Yeah, I'm the lawn. What do you think I'm doing right after this interview? The lawn guy.
1: I'm the lawn guy. So, I mean, that has helped in the way touring is now. Um, There was one year where it was was really busy. Also, you know, at one point I was in 10 different bands and it was was a group called... um, uh, uh, Ursus Minor, and we played over in France. We did like two Two tours a year, basically, in, in primarily in France. And so I remember I had that one year, and then straight from there, uh, I went to Iraq. So we, uh, with Mint, we played with the troops. Oh, wow. You know, it was, one of, uh, it was uh, Mint stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So I went over and did some Trump with the Ursus Minor, went to Iraq. Then from there, went to, um, japan and played for the marines okay you know, there so that's so i have to make that distinction because they they don't Get like when you, you don't yeah they're I like know. we're not the army we're the marines <laughs> that's right okay you got to make that distinction. separate
0: yeah <laughs> yeah they're like yeah do not
1: uh-uh mm-mm. yeah right. i guess it's a class thing but um so we went from there and then we went uh from uh japan to um LA and we filmed this thing called uh, Way Black Win. It was this show with Sinbad and you know he was Sinbad was hosting and Yeah. Uh, for I love about him. a week and, yeah, amazing dude, t- super yeah, funny talented. And um so I was gone for a total of almost like 3 months. Ooh. That was tough.
0: Kids are young. And they were young.
1: Point. They was yeah, they were young. That was really really tough. Yeah. Really tough. So I was like I don't know if I can do it like that. So I'm so glad that it just so it just so happened that the touring became more of like a weekend thing, you know. Right. And uh, so, yeah, it, it it helps. That definitely has helped. And it, so it's just kind of natural. And, right. you know, if there's something I need to be at, I'm there. You know, just like right. any parent. You know, you make, a, you have a schedule. And I think I'm able to move differently now as a soloist just because, I, you know, it's just me. So I can really carve out space right. in a different way.
0: It's I like can work when, need- when I need to work. Tell me when the kid's recital is. I won't book a gig on that day. Right.
1: You know what I mean? And then right. Yeah. It's all of that. You have to. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's been fun that way. And when I take them, I mean, the, the ultimate is like when I take them with me. The yeah. whole family. That's right. fun. And, you know, we get to travel and stuff. We're somewhere for a, a little while and, you know, and they get to do that. So we did. Right. Um, where did we go? No, it wasn't the whole family. Even when I take my wife, it's, you know, just it's fun. It's just that yeah. much fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. So I'm a runner. So when yeah. I'm in in a different city, for me to stay in shape, I used to do P90X. Oh no, and that's a brief. <laughs> hey, that's your signal to wrap it up, ladies and gentlemen. No. <laughs> Sorry, <No. laughs> that's classic. So I I used to do P90X and do all these weights, and now I'm a little bit older, so I I I run. But you're, dude, you're in great shape. You got to be in great shape because you're you're in front. You got to look good. You have to feel good. you got to have some wind in your lungs to be able to dance and sing. What do you do to stay in shape?
1: Well, first, I've always been on, like, a health quest as far as what I put in my body. First of all, that's been since the days of, I don't know, 16, 17, you know, playing with a lot of – a few reggae groups. They were getting, you know, just used to getting me – acclimated to like how they you know here's how we eat here's why we put it why we put in our bodies what we do um just as far as what you know meat and all these different things and i just tried to experiment what felt good for me what felt worse like for me i felt like meats slowed me down definitely made me feel more i had less energy when i ate so i guess maybe it's a digestion thing kind of thing Mm. um so that was the first thing that's and i've continued that you know ever since in my teens and so I've been doing it a long time. I'm, not, wow. I'm more pescatarian. I do eat fish for now. I guess that okay. will uh, change. And, uh, you know, if there's vegan options, I'll do that. You know, hopefully it tastes good. But, you know, I've been known to eat things that don't taste good. But I know that my body will be like. Thank you. Thank you. You know. <laughs> right. Um, right. And I try to um, exercise. I mean, the main thing is just, you know, your diet and exercise. Get some blood flow, yeah. you know, and. um I try to uh, like right now. It's it's about <clears throat> more stretching, mm. you know, yoga. Because I think when it comes down to it, when you get older, yes, it's, you can build muscle mass into your eighties, weight, probably even beyond that. But it's about being limber when you get older, being able to you know switch, you know, uh, um, you know stretch your ligaments and your joints and that kind of thing. So I I do that, and that keeps me, you know, my back and everything keeps me limber. Because you, like you say, it's about endurance. You know your wind sure. and as far as uh, singing your legs have a lot to do with that as well so mm. people forget about that so i try to do a lot of squats and things like that so you can be squatting in the show if it's, you know if it feels oh, yeah. good whatever, yeah, jumping right? up and down so you know yeah, i want to be able to do whatever my body whatever the music is telling me to do so yeah. without coming out of there hurt you know or some kind something pulled yeah. you know that kind of right. thing so Right. yeah man. So
0: that's it's, uh, cool i mean it's really yeah. important that people hear your side of it and how you deal with that and i suppose that's a great stress reliever too man because absolutely. i know a lot of a lot of people are pulling on you interviews do a record gorilla style promotion all this um leads to stress and if you can get that stress reliever out people love oh. to hear about those techniques and stuff that absolutely. you just shared so
1: absolutely it's, it's everything man so but we got all of us we got to do that Lost my phone yeah
0: well, you, you and I are one hour and 20 minutes into one of the most fun conversations I've ever had. Yeah, man. So with the, I mean, you know, you never know how these are going to go, but I, I, I knew for a fact that this was going to be a super fun one. But some things, yeah. it, you and I are sitting in Minneapolis and St. Mm-hmm. Paul, uh, respectively. Yeah. We taped this on, what do we got for a date here? It's June 3rd. Mm-hmm. So a week and two days ago, there was a tragic murder of a gentleman by the name of George Floyd. Yes. And I, uh, first of all, it's one of the most horrific things I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Minneapolis is the epicenter. And I'm going to say it like this, hopefully for change. Um, but right now the city is in pain. The black community is in pain. Uh, my first phone call was to you. Actually, yeah. it wasn't a phone call. We were texting like crazy, and you just right. picked up the phone, and you were like, uh-uh, we're <laughs> going to talk. Because uh, to make a very long story short, I didn't really know how, how to help or what to do, and, and and I think a lot of white people don't really exactly know how to help the cause I guess right. is, is really how you boil down to it so I was call, I was reaching out yeah I since I've played uh, you know black music my entire life and so is my mm-hmm. family raising a jazz family right uh, I was called out by a former band member of yours in, mm-hmm. and I wanted to be mad for a second but he said we need the members of the white community who love black music to stand up right and do something and I was like and he said, "And that means you, Paul Peterson." And I was like,
1: <laughs> right. "Right, But yeah.
0: honestly, I've never been political. I've never been, right. I've, of course, not for injustice. I mean, you know my heart. You yes, know who I of am. But then I kind of went. I wanted to be mad, but then I went. You know what? He is. He's right. So, yeah. so then becomes the asking the questions. That's when the phone call started, and you and I were just hanging out. First of all, I want to I want to say to you, I appreciate your candor on that, and your and your willingness to take some time and just kind of walk through it together. I guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it seems to be for me the conversation meant more than
1: than anything else. Right, right. I don't think there's a simple answer to this. It's 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 a lot. It's layered. It's nuanced. And there's other things are not so nuanced. It's in, it's in your face, it's, at least it's been in, in our face for ever since, you know? So now that all we're trying to say is like, why can't everybody else see what's happening, you know? Um, and I think really the, 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 the important question is, I <clears throat> talked to all my white brothers and sisters and say, I think maybe sit with the question yourself and say, you know, what is it that I can do? And I think when you ask yourself that question, when you are with uh some of your friends. Huh. And you hear some of these things because there are these these microaggressions, especially up here in the north. It's not so much in your face. In the south it's like this. Up here it's more covert. You gotta okay. figure the shit out. You know what I mean? And that happens a lot. The whole Minnesota nice thing and you mm. know, it's, right. it's 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 you know it happens in corporations, it happens in sure. property and this is everywhere, you know. Um so we're just now uncovering that where everybody else is, we're bringing that to light for everybody. So now that, look, this is what we've been seeing, what we've been going through. Everybody sees that now. The world is watching. This is what's been happening. And they just so happen to have a camera at this one. Mm. You know, so, but it happens. This is more on the violence side, but it's, it's systematic. Yeah. As we, and people say there's no white privilege, but this because you're able to flip the switch. You know what I mean? Whereas, meaning, you can hang out and you can do certain things, but you know, um, like we have this discussion of like, what can I do? Okay, at some point, if it gets too hard, it's like this is too hard. I don't, and it's going to be uncomfortable. Mm. You know, but this is the the world that we live in all the time. So I mean, when people talk about taking a a, a, a knee for nine minutes, your knee is hurting. Well, like, this dude's dead now. You know what I mean? It's like, and we go through this all the time. So. Right. You know, we talk about all this stuff. I, I would just say that maybe when you're with your your, your family or your friends, um, you have to do the hard work. If they say something, you gotta, have to call them out. Now, you might. Right. And doing the hard work means you may lose some friends. Right. You may even lose some family members. Right. That jo- mm-hmm. Like, that joke wasn't funny, man. This, you know what I mean? And there's still, I mean, it's, there's nuances to it. You know when people, you know, but when it's really it's become, that has become so normalized, you know what I mean? And not realizing what you're actually saying, you know, why are we saying that? you know what I mean? So, I think that's the, the, an important question, is like, and you know, maybe ask our, yourself too, but you know, there are, and you know, I can, we can sit down the, the, the certain books and things like that, because there's so much, you know, we don't it's, know. It's so vast. It's, it's so vast, and it goes back so many years, of course, back to slavery, and I and there's yeah, been yeah. so many things, most likely... Things that, because uh, I didn't realize that I was halfway homeschooled, you know, and mm. thankfully I was, because most of us, middle school and high school, there's a lot of lies, you know what I mean? So you're going to have to relearn and unlearn some of that shit. Right. Because it's incorrect. It just simply, so, I mean, grow, most of us growing up, that was in, you know, Americans tend to be the most ignorant probably in the world because we don't, you know. Entertainment now, some of the stuff that the, the the industry that we're in is kind of almost a distraction. Uh Can be, yeah, it you can know, be. Um, and it can also also be informative as well. Those who really take it on like that. But yeah, man, I, I you know, in a nutshell, because like I said, there's so much to really ask yourself and the people that are around you because it's going to take. You know, like I said, justice can't be just us anymore. It can't. You know, it's it's going to mm-hmm. take all of us. You know, right. to do that, to really, we need you all's help, people that are not black and brown, to right. realize that this is, um, we're all in this, at, at the end of the day, if you think it's not going to come to your doorstep, you're sadly, mis- you're you mistaken. Right. At some point, some way, form, or fashion, you know, it's, we're all feeling this because it's, it's about, you know, humanity, you know, and I think that's why it's resonating, so um, they saw a man, yes, he was black, but it was blatant. It was violent and it was just, it was, um, it was, there was, there was so much, he had so much confidence, you know what I mean? Mm. Like nothing was going to happen to me. Right. You know, I was talking to my pops and he was like, look, this reminds me of this, this whole military controlled state, which is what, you know, the president wants. Um, his days back in Mississippi or, or you know, when he was visiting uh, Mississippi, you know, he's from Georgia. And he's like, you know, they wanted to control. It was like, you know, suddenly it was like the army was basically controlling the state. And what it is, white men and women were an extension of that. And that's what mm-hmm. we saw in Brunswick, Georgia, where these guys felt like they can, oh, I got it right. I'm gonna shoot him down, nothing's gonna happen. I have the law on my side. It's what happened in New York. The right. white lady with the with just like oh with the cell phone. She knew, you know, she was gonna weaponize the She knows I'm gonna tell them that you're an African American man. Because I know She knew what that meant So she they're totally an extension Of you know The whole system So when we say systematic right. And these things That we're No we're the same as you You can do exactly what You know pull yourself up By your boots So we don't have boots There's been a long It's like right. the race Has started like years ago And we're trying to catch up You know so I mean There's so many things That 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 um, So many ways That we're so behind And yes And all we're saying Is just make it equal So we can get our own Just kind of like with James Brown saying, I don't, don't Nobody give me nothing. Open the door. i get it myself. Right. That kind of vibe. So right. same thing. But we have to be on equal playing field and they're playing games. Been, this man knows how to play this game very well. He's been playing checkers. We've been Forever. playing checkers. They've been playing yep. chess. So we're right. catching up and we're uncovering to the world everything that's been happening. So now, you know, our, our white brothers and sisters are seeing it. since so what we've been saying all these years and some of them know it but just have, haven't wanted to deal with it. and it's it's hard work it is i would yeah. say for you it will be hard work it will be uncomfortable right. you know and it's that's why i'm saying flipping the switch you be uh, like there's going to be a lot of people who take this moment and they're going to be like well yeah i'm, I'm here now but pff, it's, you just kind of trail off but we right. don't have that luxury no so again i say you know just maybe ask yourself the question when you're in certain situations what can i do or just you know uh, how how can I make this moment better when I'm with my people you know all mm, right I don't know but there, there's there's so much man but it's you it's,
0: know what part yeah. what is crazy for me because uh, being a white guy I look this I'm not making ex- excuses for anybody here but because we are not you sometimes we're we don't well, we don't know what you go through because it doesn't happen to us. Of course, and I think you and I had this of course conversation, and now it's like so. The blinders have been on for so right, right long
1: right, right
0: that the blinders are off now, and now yeah. it's like what now? What you're yeah. gonna do? Right, exactly, yeah. Now, what are you gonna do with this information?
1: Right, right.
0: Speaking of information, I you know, it, it, unfortunately, at my alma mater, they did not necessarily teach, um about uh, uh black wall street they did not teach about redlining they did not teach about uh rosewood yeah. you know these yeah. are things that right. we don't know about yeah. because we weren't taught that that's yeah. not in the schools and that's because that the people who who uh, are in power making the the choices for education did not include that Purposely. in those books right. yeah it's, yeah. Deep. it's, it's deep. deep it's deep it's yeah. deep and if we hopefully have an opportunity here
1: mm-hmm.
0: after things you know we get through and get justice uh, uh, you know and convict all four i believe that we have an opportunity and i hope i hope the world sees it that way is absolutely to do something and make a yeah. change and make it better and make it last longer than a new cycle
1: yeah that's and, the thing and, 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 it, and it can't end because the thing is uh, look how long it took us to get into this this is not going to be over tomorrow we're not going to live to see what you know what I mean, but we have to start making like overwhelmingly these, these ch- sweeping changes. Not, I mean, it's we can do only so much at the at the local level, and that's I think that's one takeaway. I think that we're seeing now. It's not just about the national, uh, um, like voting for the president every four years. It's like right. these people who are you know, locally we, that we're putting in power. The we you know, the police unions yeah. and all the. I mean, we got to really. Yep. It's a lot. These things are really going to be key, I think. And that's the thing that I take away now. It's like everybody's really focused in on that. It's not just every four years. So, um, yeah, man, uh, It's there's so many things that have been, um, like I said, those are the systematic things that um, we haven't, um, that they've suppressed for so long. So, that yeah. helps to suppress a new kind of narrative, a new kind of um perspective and then what happens we are programmed just like that's what television is to see Mm -hmm. it was intentional how you see uh for instance you know uh one of the most segregated things of course is like television they have specific types i need someone who is loud talking i need a loud talking black woman you know wagging her finger and and, and just mean and you know the angry black woman Mm things so all these stereotypical things i need a thug Mm -hmm. pimp kind of mm-hmm. you know what i mean all these things so these images images are so powerful yeah. so powerful you our know kids what I mean? see that yeah and these things have been you know just people clutching their person because, because they've seen a tv sh- you know these things become real for people so over decades and generations this thing gets into the psyche you know what i yeah. mean and yep. it's of course like when you're younger someone says um i was reading something there saying that um uh, down south kids who were part of you know uh like a lynching it was like entertainment so someone said well are you going to blame the kid because they didn't know they've been brought to the well no but what happens is that will penetrate the psyche of that child seeing that right. that image is right. powerful so oh, that yeah. that right there is going to do something to you like this kid who who actually uh recorded the actual thing of uh uh, in Minneapolis, she is getting bullied just because they're like, man, well, why didn't you do something? What do you want her to do? There was nothing she could do. She would have been shot or whatever, too. I mean, they the heard the jujitsu expert saying, look, man, that's a jujitsu move. I do, you know, as a martial artist, he's not even in it. You know what I mean? People, it's, but I understand there was yep. rage. There was, yep. you know, excitement in the moment. It was people are emotional. So you're not thinking that these people making these comments, they wouldn't know what to do either. You know what I mean? It's just, what can you do? Well, thank God she did record it. Thank God, because I mean Thank this is, God
0: she recorded that.
1: And you know, I, I don't know whether it's because of COVID we're all hunkered down and it just made it even just that much more dynamic because we are all focused in on this thing like never before. And Ooh. the difference is, you know, social media, thank God this is where it really works to our advantage. Everyone's advantage. Yeah. So I, I don't know, man, it's it's we have a long way to go. So even on a good day if we, you know, start seeing some laws and policies that are changed, right. there's what happens is there's still the people. There are people anybody who's seventy, seventy five and not brown you know uh uh black and brown are gonna have a certain mindset. It's just gonna mm-hmm. be there. Just because True. it's how is it not there? You know what I mean? That's this is try been, changing your parents' attitude. Yeah, I'm... Right. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah, that's yeah. there. You know, that, that's Mom, there.
0: stop thinking like
1: that. Absolutely. It, that's there. Yeah. So as far as the future, that's where the real justice... So you're not going to find a lot of justice for the people who are dead because they're not here. Yeah. You know, it's for right. the forthcoming right. and the future, I think. you know, but, for uh, your
0: kids. Yeah. For my kids. Absolutely. You know what really messed yeah. me up, man? And I want to share this. Yeah. Uh, when you and I were talking... That you said your father's, your father in the early 70s had to have the talk with you. Oh, yeah. And I'm talking about the talk that says, look, things aren't as rosy as they seem. You can't go do this. You can't do this. You can't. All the can'ts. You know, the talk that my mom and dad never had to have with me. Right. Right. The fact that you now have to have that talk with your children, that just... That yeah. messes me up so bad it's, it's um yeah that that perpetuates it. and maybe your kids God willing won't have to have that talk
1: with their kids I, I mean, hope I, that's I, the goal I hope it's not the same talk I hope it's if it is you know then it'll be just a little bit better i'm I'm hoping you can only hope you know you can only hope but uh I know we got a long ways to go and it is unfortunate man but you know because I've had to sit down and say hey look man and the thing is uh, what's even worse is they've come to me with certain little things that they see already we're having even you know this was when they're much younger i'm like god and i've tried to protect you know only you the know innocence. as much as, as, as the innocence i'm like let me just let them have this before i lay all this shit on them. right you know i don't so blame you cool. you know what i mean i'm like let me just let them before because it's what they're coming into i feel bad yep because here's the harsh reality life ain't fair right? <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Right. And your journey is going to be different. You can't do the same thing as your your white friends do. You know, you can do it up to a point. Right. But, you know, they can do certain things alone that you can't. You got to move differently. Your tentacles mm-hmm. always have to be up. You know, that's it's so it's just it's it's tiring. It's wrong. It's what it it's is tiring. I mean, just to always have that energy. That's why we need so much like have somewhere to decompress and go to, you know, it, meditate, I mean, yeah. that's why I maybe think we're so you know, musical and we need these outlets, man, because otherwise it's totally. just like beating yourself against a wall, you know? Right. I think
0: that I mean, one of the most beautiful things is being open, honest, honest mm. about the inequalities and, and and having these conversations like you and I had, yeah. yeah. like Sinbad and I had, like Michael Bland and I had. yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Because you know, normally you and I get together and we talk about music. We don't talk about right, this. Right, right,
1: right, right. But the
0: fact that we flipped, we flipped the switch. Yeah. We flipped the switch and we can make it about that and we can go, okay, it took a heinous act to make these conversations happen. Yeah. It just wasn't on our radar to do yeah. that because we're, we're,
1: we do what we do. Yeah. And it's, and it's normalized because I think to me the elephant in the room is, is, is always there it's always bubbling that's the thing it's yeah. all you can always count on you know someone's going to say something to you but it, it's always <laughs> bubbling yeah you know whether we acknowledge it or not that's you know right. like we interact and it's like we don't think about that but you know there may be people around us there's you know who might see us sure. well, what if they do- what are they doing talking you know what i mean it could be any little thing cuz you just it's don't so know dumb, but it's, man. it's 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 really uh it's deep, man, and it's, it's so built into uh, the fabric of, of our lives that it's really hard. It's going to be tough. We got to do the tough work right now, and it's yep. going to take, we got to do the tough work, and we got to stay the course, you know, and I think there's no turning back now on this. I think the fact that it's worldwide, mm-hmm. I was looking at the crowds in Amsterdam, in it's Berlin, in yes. all these, and in France, amazing. So, I mean, this is a moment we have right now. We can't all be wrong. You know what I mean? People who are like, "Well, there's no white supremacy. There's no, Come on, man. Of course there is, and this is our,
0: this is our opportunity.
1: Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It's it's yeah. So I'm the last couple of days I'm like trying you I'm, you know I laid back a little bit just because I in order for me to get, you know keep my brain keep everything, yes, you know, course. keep my spirit right. There's something else yeah. you have to do to, you know, I'm staying engaged, but I, not, you know, the, for the, about a week, it was just, you know, we all were paralyzed and, and upset and mad and felt violent and all these things, all these emotions, which are allowed. But then I had, yes, to, re- they I had to channel them into something positive. And then you can have this whole, all these people out here uh, looting and rioting and that kind of, thing, that's a whole different thing. But I understand it. You know, I mm-hmm. think some of these things, have to happen it's funny how the people in power are saying or even you know so i've had some white friends say it's like well you know if they shouldn't be looting it's it's you know you should sit down calmly and discuss do you realize how long we've been doing that <laughs> you know not first saying of all I, nobody should be telling anybody what to do or how to how to feel. protest you know i mean that's well, just how do you, you know do you realize how long we've been doing that and mind yeah, you too yeah this is a pirate country they got everything they got like ill you know yes. stolen yes, rapes that's why we, we look the way we do yeah let's be clear about that I mean that's mm-hmm. I mean it goes all the way back, man so yes, it does you're going to tell me that you know you should sit down calmly and, and, and I mean these people have been rioting I mean ask the First Nations people that's a whole different subject. Yes, it sure is. we got so, a lot of work. can you, to you do, even find and, one? Can you even find a Native American? I mean they're so scarce. I know. You're on the reservation, can you and here in Minnesota, which I mean, this is you know, all these all these Native American names, Wisconsin, yep. Minnesota, Minneapolis, all right. Mississippi, all, right. all you know, all these it's you can't even find one, man. So I mean that's like that's a whole different discussion, but it's it's a lot, man. We
0: got a lot of work to do, but this is I think the this is a good way to start. It's and, a start getting it out in the open. Yeah. Talking about what we can do and yeah. We aren't gonna have the answers right now. No. But we can exert the effort to be educated, yeah, to talk and to have empathy for God's sake. Man, yeah. I think that's the thing that's missing in a lot of this. Yeah, man. Is basic human rights and and, and and for me that's empathy. And you have to have that. I mean, for me, the way I was raised, that's what that's what we need. Yeah. And I, I and again I hope this is the opportunity and that this world will take advantage of,
1: yeah,
0: and begin that change.
1: Hope I so. can't
0: thank you enough for spending an hour oh, and a half with please. me, brother. It's my um, honor, man.
1: My honor. This is really it's my cool, pleasure. and
0: I really appreciate it. Tell, I, ain't before going I let you be, Yeah, right. We can do this all day long. <laughs> right. Tell, tell me, uh, tell me where we can find where you're going to be appearing once they let us do yeah, that yeah, again, yeah. and where we can find all your stuff.
1: Yeah, it's uh, uh, Stokely official. That's uh, Instagram, Twitter, you know, uh, Facebook, and also I have a website, which I will be selling merch at some point, okay. istokely.com, and of course, you know, subscribe to the Stokely channel. I'm getting, uh, putting up more videos and, you know, things coming as soon as this COVID thing. You know, I had right. a couple of video shoots, you know, lined up, but, um, you know, right. got to wait on that. Um, right. But yeah, that's it. Stokely official. Go to me and, you know. I do this thing on Friday nights, deep in the evening, you know, called Woke with Stoke, where I'm just, you know, this is my way of decompressing a lot of times Friday night. That's what I'd be doing anyway. So I just invited everybody into my space, my home, and um, I'm just playing everything uh, from around the world and around the way, as I call it, you know what I mean? And that's from, right. many, uh, from like 12, 30 twelve thirty. Uh, I guess am Saturday morning. I guess from like five five thirty in the morning. So I mean, whoever's up, the people going up, getting Ooh. up for work, some people going to sleep. So, so I'm like, you can. This is a no pressure. You can put right. the. You ain't got to look at me. Put the phone down if you just want to listen to the music real low. Put right. it down, and that's all I'm doing is playing music. Sometimes I engage in conversations. Sometimes I'm just listening and just kind of like going through a catalog of stuff. Sometimes I'm playing my own stuff that may never be released. Sitting right. on my hard drive cool. just to kind of test or whatever, you know. We got a few of those, to, don't
0: we? Yeah, pff, you know what yeah. I mean. So, yeah.
1: and uh, it's just a it's a fun time. So if you if you got time, if you're up, you know, at Friday evening, late deep in the evening. All right, you know, yeah, all man. right. But I appreciate well, you, man. Continue, you know, thank and uh, fight the good fight, man. So ask all your friends and you know relatives and everybody. We got we got a lot of work, but we can't do it without without you all. You know, what we're going to do you. on our side what we need to do, just to keep the pressure on. Keep the light on, and we're all trying right. to do this and uh, make some progress, you know, and hopefully make more progress than we've made in the past. We have a moment. Yeah. We have to, you know, seize this moment that we have right now because it's, uh, it's really important for all of our sake, for humanity's sake. Because sure uh, I think black folks, we are the, um, we're the key to really making this country here. Uh, we have to make them accountable, but it's, it's the key to really getting this whole peace thing once mm. and for all. We are the key to it. You know, if you look at history, nothing has really happened or moved forward unless black people have pushed it by force, of course. You know, they didn't want it to. but not of the kindness of their heart that they're changing shit. So, Mm -hmm. you know, but um, yeah, here we are again. But yeah, uh, yeah, man, so.
0: Thank you from above my heart. Stokely, everybody. That's it for this episode of Music on the Run. Big thanks to my brother Stokely over here. We will see you in a couple of weeks. See ya. Music on the Run was hosted by yours truly, St. Paul Peterson. Edited and produced by my buddy, Davide Razo. Video editing by Ivan Sebastianov. And a very special thanks to the people who financially support this podcast. And remember, Black Lives Matter.